Welcome to Crack the Customer Code, where your hosts, Jeannie and Adam, unlock the secrets to keeping your customers happy and coming back for more. I read an article, Jeannie. Well, good for you, Adam. I've been telling you to read. Well, you know, I've been trying to take your advice more and more, so I'm branching out from coloring book to (laughs) actual articles. I'm proud of you. This one was entitled, Where Do Doggies Go? No. Okay. (laughs) This one was actually titled, Want Better Customer Service, Don't Call Text. Now, Mm. obviously, a bit link baity, um, and it worked because we're talking about it and we'll inevitably link to it. So the link (laughs) worked. However, I thought that we would have to tackle this one head on because that's a pretty big and bold statement. Mm-hmm. And I think we need a couple of uh, customer experience slingers here to take it on. I I like that idea, though. Like when you said the title, I was kind of like, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with the idea that sometimes calling is so frustrating. Uh, 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 there was no sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> oh, you, you want nuance in a headline. Yes, I want nuance. I, I want actual nuance in a headline well you should know better (laughs) (laughs) because it's still 1953 for me i wasn't born then but you know um well you're right the the nuance and the context probably wasn't in the headline (laughs) but i do think that you know my knee-jerk reaction now if i cannot solve something and this just happened to me i was trying to get into an account online couldn't get in I discovered I had two accounts somehow and that was all messed up and I had to call and I called and I spent 20 minutes with the support and I'm putting, you can't see my air quotes, but I'm putting up air quotes right now. Um, And I, at the end, I realized this guy could not help me at all. And so he basically said, have I helped you today? And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. (laughs) We're done here. And then I went on the chat. And I got help through chat because I felt more in control doing that. And I still haven't solved the problem, by the way. But, uh, you know, calling, I think, can be so painful. So, that, you, so you felt better, but you didn't yeah. get better results. I, I feel like <laughs> that chatter actually was doing more to help me. I did feel more like we were making progress um, uh, other than somebody who is just kind of telling me things like, okay, so go to the homepage and click on login. (laughs) Uh, So at some point I'll refer you back to one of our many episodes about anecdotal data. Um, Yes, yes, yes. It is anecdotal. (laughs) I had this this experience once and, uh, but it's not once. That's the point is that we all have been trained to not pick up the phone because now we know that it means waiting for the menu, waiting on hold, getting somebody who may not be able to help you. All of those things are cumbersome and hard. And so the fact that you can either chat or text or, you know, do these things where it feels more immediate, it feels more connected, it just feels better in today's world, in my humble opinion. And my opinion is more than anecdotal. (laughs) My opinion is more than anecdotal. Oh my yes. gosh. I need You're welcome. A, I need that on a pillow. <laughs> I should just wear that on a t-shirt all the time. <laughs> please, please have John make a quote card where you say that. 
My opinion is more than anecdotal. Uh, Jeannie Walters, 360 Connect. <laughs> I, I I have all kinds of things to say, but I sort of want to drop the mic right there. <laughs> well, what do you think? What do you do as a okay. person? Well, first of all, I think uh, blanket rules that one channel is better than another without any context are fool's errands. Mm-hmm. Uh, channels are context sensitive. Channels are by definition better for certain uh I won't say by definition, by their nature, uh, better for certain uh, service interactions than others. So chat is great for many interactions. Chat is also great if like Genie and the millennials and the Gen Zs, it's their preferred method. And there's a lot of people, I prefer chat X percent of the time, right? Mm -hmm. It depends on the situation. Uh, one thing I would agree with you on is there is a gravitation towards chat based on so many painful experiences on the phone. That's exactly right. But the problem is that's not a problem of the channel. That's a problem of the execution. And now, now you can argue that the execution is always bad because companies are, (laughs) don't do a good job there. I, I would disagree with that there. I've, you know, the best service you'll ever get will be on the phone if you get the right person. That's true. That's okay. as, far, true. as far as a depth of service, a depth of connection, a ability to understand, uh, you know, quickly and easily what you're talking about, uh, you know, you're never going to other than face to face. It's just a richer channel. Um, so the pro the, cha- the the challenge I have with the article is it's very, I mean, they sort of put in, it's a long article. So they put in there, Oh, for certain things, phone is better. And then like the whole rest of the article is how it's never better. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, and they've got quotes from people that run chat companies, but a few things, chat's absolutely growing. Chat is absolutely the best channel in a lot of cases because it is quick. It is clear for simpler items, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it can be very exhausting to tell a long story on chat. Yeah, that's true. It can be very exhausting. And one of the worst things in this article, and the article is not necessarily bad or good other than the <laughs> very uh, black and white link baby headline. Uh, one of the worst parts of the article was a comment they made about staff. And it was this. Then there's the employee perspective. Frustrated customers can be really, really mean over the phone. <laughs> and this was an argument for using chat over phone. Well, they can be mean anywhere. <laughs> First of all, yes. But the, uh, the the writer's argument was, well, it's just not the same. And that's true. It's not the same. I would agree 100%. But here's the catch. If they're so upset as to be mean, you really right. want to be on the channel where you can actually soothe those emotions. Where yeah. you can turn that customer around and you're going to do a lot better job of that with the right training and the right person, of course. But that goes that goes across channels. You're going to do a much better job of that when you have more human signals to work with like tone of voice, pacing, mm-hmm. and all those kinds of things. It's simply a more rich channel. So when you have the training, when you have the skills, when you have the right employees sitting in the chair, you're going to be able to turn those customers around better on phone than chat when they're that upset. When you're when you're trying to solve the emotion more than the problem, the richer the channel, the better would be my argument. All, I, thing, I, all things being equal, like training, et cetera. Right. Well, and this is interesting to think about because – uh, there are cases where in chat or in text, I mean, we've all had this happen to us where, you know, you say something where in your head, it's like, okay. 
and the person sees it as okay (laughs) like right (laughs) the context and the the emotional levers are harder to interpret and harder to send out when you're talking through text but at the same time when you said it's really exhausting to tell a long story on chat that got me thinking you know i wonder if we are we we need to give people choices at any point where maybe there's like a microphone to record your story first and that gets sent and then if you want to handle it through chat that's a great way to do it or something along those lines and i also wonder since I'm sure when the phone came out for customer service, everybody was, you know, very happy about that. We've got these wonderful toll-free numbers and all of these amazing things. Well, I'm sure it started with great intentions and they had people who were really good at pleasing people. But after a while, that channel started to suffer because we were trying to leverage efficiency and we were trying to, you know, prevent people from calling in because it cost more money. So we put up all these barriers to the customer service through the actual channel. But I wonder if that will start happening with some of these newer channels as well, because, you know, it will be just as expensive after a while. If we've got a zillion people responding to a zillion chats, um, that costs money. So will companies start throttling that? Will they start putting in limitations? Will there be IVR-esque menus that you have to go through? Some of those we're already seeing um, through some of the private channels like Facebook Messenger and things like that, they give you choices where you say, this is about this, this is about this, and then you're kind of linked up with the right rep. So I wonder if over time we'll be talking about chat and text in the same regard that we're talking about phone, like, oh, they've trained us. It's so painful. (laughs) Nobody wants to do it. So I hope that doesn't happen. But I think you know, to your point, it's not about the phone itself. It's not about the channel. It's about the way we did it. It's about the way these organizations started leveraging process over um, over the way people interact. They started leveraging efficiency in ways that were harmful to the customer experience. Uh, any of those things happen with these new channels, and we're going to be saying the same thing in 10 years about, you know, we've been trained not to use these channels because they don't work. Oh, absolutely. And I think you will probably find what you just described for one reason, because artificial intelligence chatbots are going to start taking the load. And when that that happens, they're going to cut down on the human cost and you're going to have limited, you know, those those are going to be the ones that get escalated, right? Right. Right. And that's already happening in some cases. And so that's definitely... It's very rudimentary now still, but Mm -hmm. I mean, in a few years, it's going to be nuts. And... So, of course, they'll cut down, the companies will cut down on the actual human chat staff because of that. And then you'll have the cues again. It's just, right. it, it never ends, Jeannie. With, you're always going to be waiting in line for somebody. Well, and maybe that's job security for us. <laughs> so <laughs> keep messing this up, everybody. <laughs> well, one thing I'll say, and I, I, it's funny, I wasn't even thinking about this when we decided to do this topic, but I actually had a customer support chat at 5 a.m. this morning. Wow. Uh, don't ask me why I was up chatting at 5 a.m. It's obviously that my day did not start well. However, <laughs> um, yeah, so I was on a chat. So I'm, I'm there. I'm in a software. And this was really cool. It saw me on the help page trying to figure something out. And it popped up. Mm-hmm. Would you like to chat or email? Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'll hop on chat real quick. Let's see what they can do. But here's the interesting. That was all positive. That was good. The chat was fine. Um it was a frustrating chat 
um, as far as the answers I was getting, the person was using good language, you know, they were, they were well-trained. So that, that was all good, but I still was getting sort of quite frankly, dumb answers. Um, <laughs> I have no other way to say it. They just <laughs> didn't make any sense. Um, so here's the thing. I left the chat on balance, a little negative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sh- um, I think the, I think it was a, she, I'm just going to say she, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, just to make this easy. Uh, you know, she was really nice, but the problem is there was no connection in that niceness because it was text. Right. And if I had left the same interaction in a conversation, even though I would have had the same frustrating answers, I would have had the same result of not having you know the solution I needed when I was done. I would have had a much more positive feeling leaving that conversation because I would have had a human connection with somebody who was being nice and trying. And that did not does not come through in chat like it does in a conversation. So I think that's one of the things we we'll always need to bear in mind is how important the human connection is. I mean, it's easy to focus on efficiency. It's easy to focus on speed and all that's important. And it's important for the consumer because I was talking about, you know, a, a deep conversation, like mm-hmm. a, a tricky issue. I was hoping it would be a quick one. So it was why I went to chat in the first place. And the, yeah. so chat's still great for those. I mean, I still love chat. Don't get me wrong. I just don't like this uh, wholesale discounting of right. the phone as a channel. Right. Uh, just, you know, with sort of without a realistic discussion of they both have pros and cons. And I think the the end, you know, final point here is that we're both saying use whatever channel you want, but do it well and think about it as part of the customer journey, not about you know, hey, cool, we've got this AI chat. Let's see what it can do. Because if it's going to frustrate customers, it's not worth making, you know, funneling everybody into that channel. So it really is about strategic thinking around the execution of it on behalf of your customers. Well, absolutely. And the, you know, it's one thing in the article that just irked me. I'll just add this uh, for a final note here. Uh, one of the positives it said for chat was employees can handle mul- handle multiple text conversations at once, but only one call at a time. Mm. This has really delivered the art of time management. Tell me, Jeannie, do you not know <laughs> when the p- chat person is handling multiple conversations? Because oh, I know, yes. I know every time. Yep, it's like trying to talk to my fourteen year old when he's staring at his phone. <laughs> it's exactly. like <laughs> yes, very well put. <laughs> Right. So, you know, so that's bad service. Every, in fact, you know, in the training course, we just got through releasing, you know, one of the lessons is all about chat. And I say, it's okay to have multiple conversations. It's not okay for the customer to know you're having multiple conversations. Yeah. And how do you, how do you make that clear? Like, how do you, what are the benchmarks around that? And how do you actually um, measure that? Because we all think we're better at multitasking than we actually are. So well, you, exactly. you have to put things in place to make sure people aren't just assuming they're doing a good job with that. And the reality is I say that to the reps, but it's a, it's a leadership decision because it yeah. has to do with staffing. Absolutely. And every, and you know, having those uh, backups too, like if you get into two chats and one of them is super complex and you need to focus on it, you need to have someone who can take over that other one for you so that you're not trying to juggle something that needs your full undivided focus. But, oh boy, there's so uh, much to think about in customer experience. I think, know. If it, you think we'll ever check all the boxes? You think we'll just be like, you know what? We're done here on Crack the Customer Code. We've talked about everything in customer experience. If you don't know now, good luck. 
We've said we were done. I like 20 different episodes, I think. So we're all, we always come back, right? It's, we it's do. Just a, because it, one, technology keeps moving the game. Yep. Two, it is a never ending puzzle to figure out. It is. This, this is, you know, this is really challenging. And humans are challenging in general. I, no I, can, com- think no of, comment, I can think of one human who's especially challenging. Oh, be nice to your husband. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, right. That's what I, I know. Was... <laughs> he's, like, he's much easier. He's, he's just one of both of us. <laughs> well, you know what, Jeannie? I think I am going to go chat with someone else for a while. So it's been a pleasure talking with you. Well, I know. I, I have an idea. Why don't we do the podcast via chat? Oh, that would be interesting. We're going to start experimenting with that. And the only way you'll know is if you've subscribed to Crack the Customer Code. How's that for a segue? Oh, nice. I like it. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We are very appreciative of our listeners and, you know, sharing this channel with us. Uh, Our subscribers do get newly released episodes immediately and our undying gratitude. So subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We are also a proud member of C-Suite Radio, so be sure to check everything out there at csuiteradio.com and csuitetv.com. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and our trademarked customer experience investigation process and more at experienceinvestigators.com. And I'm Adam Tapork of CTS Service Solutions, and we will meet you on whatever channel you want, but if you're interested <laughs> in our keynotes or our workshops or our training, you can also get us on the phone. But check out our website first, customersatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.